Hey, Matthew. Yeah. I've been thinking about our podcast. I really want our next episode to. Oh my God, Matthew! Behind you, it's the gay liberal agenda. Run! <laughs> podcast Yggdrasil, and we're back. Whew. That's that's what I've been doing the entire last month. What? Running away from the gay liberal agenda. Ah, oh, yes, yes, those pesky gays. Ah, they do take over our lives, don't they? I've been eating rainbow-colored bread all week. All month, I mean. Pooping unicorns. Pooping unicorns. Oh, and all, all the sex with men. How can I forget? They really do force it on us, don't they, Matthew? And then reading all the stupid homophobic messages online on people who are really, really not liking colors. Yeah, there's that. Uh, they're not stupid people, Matthew. They're people with different opinions. You need to respect that. They have their space, allow them that space, and then let's pack the gays over in the corner. It's July now, Pride Month is over, so let's get the gays away from here. That's about it for this episode, right? You've had your month, gays. <laughs> okay, uh, to the issue. Pride Month. Um, June, it's over. It's... How do you feel? I mean... To me, it's in many ways a remembrance of how I feel like pride in many ways is starting to become shaped as, you know, it, it feels like, you know, George Bush standing there, you know, saying mission accomplished. <laughs> and you're like, but, but, but there's so much more. There's so much like the place we're living, you know, people have been tearing down pride flags, different places. There's... Oh, you're just jumping into it. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I'm. <laughs> okay, you know, let's go. Let's go. I, I I don't think I can say like you know the, you know shit on pride and then you know, because my problem isn't with pride. My problem is in it come it starts to come a term of a. We're celebrating the fact that we're done with it. It almost feels like too many. Yeah, and it's and, becoming almost more of a. In some ways, at least, it's becoming more of a gimmick than. An actual issue being taken seriously, yeah, and I, I imagine I, some I, feel. I think that's a problem because there's obviously still <clears throat> issues there needing to be taken very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've been talking a lot. This is probably the episode we've had the most discussion around. Uh, we don't plan our episodes, you know, down to the very last detail, but... Oh shit, we planned this? I have yeah. forgotten. <laughs> yeah, but we've had... We've planned to record this, like, two or three times at least, and... Uh, the gay kinda... agenda has stopped us every time. Yes, the pesky gays. But, uh, yeah, we've kind of had to take a step back each time because we didn't, didn't feel ready to... ready to record the episode, and partially that's because... or most... <laughs> Not partially, it's fully, because this is an important issue that still needs to be taken seriously, and yeah, like you said, we're kind of just, how should I say it? We're just, uh, we're doing Pride Month and then we're kind of leaving it like it was. Kind of. That was a bad way. It kind of makes me remember a lot about, so here in Norway we have this big event i think it's in the fall maybe where like you know there's a big charity events and uh you know it's on television a telethon like artists doing free concerts and everybody gives money and i get a, you know the feeling every time that like we all just do this to feel better like there were starving people in africa we had a concert we gave them money did it change anything? Eh, who cares? We feel better now. And that's kind of how I feel like Pride has been... I mean, it's not what Pride necessarily is, but how a lot of different things are selling it. Like, you know, come and buy our rainbow-colored Coca-Cola bottom and, uh, you know, 0.005% will go to a gay charity. And yay, isn't this great? And it's like, uh, this isn't really what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, I think the question you should ask here is uh, how much... Because 
a lot of businesses and various institutions and groups they uh, go real hard <laughs> into Pride Month. Uh, you know, rainbow flags everywhere. They change their logos to you know rainbow logos and uh, not the departments in the Middle East though. No, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they uh, they go real big into you know marketing Pride and the month of June as Pride Month. And the question I think we should be asking is, how much of it is genuine support meant to, you know, both lead to positive change and cement the positive changes that have been made? And how much of it is simply an empty gesture? You know, meant something to capitalize on. I mean, baby, this is capitalism. I'm pretty sure 99.9% of that. Yeah, but it's got it's to gotta sound strange when we go right into this episode and go... I don't have a problem with Pride Month. I think a lot of people are going are going to wonder, what are these guys saying? Yeah. And I think you did make it clear, but I think it's worth repeating that we're big fans of Pride Month. It's a fun month. And it's a very important month. Uh, but, uh, but that it's more the way it's being handled. Like, like I said, how much of it is just an empty gesture? And... You and me being who we are, we we bitch and moan about, you know, how things are corporatized and uh, yeah, commercialized. I mean, even the empty so, gestures are kind of like, in, in some way they're fine. I think a really important thing of, I mean, it might be an overstatement to say, but I think a big important of gay acceptance has come with the fact that, you know, suddenly there are rainbow flags everywhere. It, it makes you feel a certain way and makes you understand that, you know, people and places all around see them. But I, 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 fe- I feel like we have this, oh, we solved this 10 years in the past and they have, you know, they can get married and have rights. So there's no more problems now, right? And I mean, there's, I've been reading some fairly milquetoast, you know, comments or articles when it comes to, I mean, I was sharing one with you talking about from um, uh, when it comes to, you know, there's uh, the European Championship in uh, football, football going on right now. And uh, a couple of places there, you know, when people have showed up with pride flags, they've been confiscated. There, there was a stadium in Germany that wanted to display the pride color and they were denied doing so. And when fairly milquetoast article has been written about this, you could just go into the comment section and it's like, stop forcing this down our throats. And, you know, the, 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 our joke in this opening segment is like, I mean, it's funny, but you see people acting that way very seriously in real life. Yeah, I mean, when we say these things, it's, it sounds so stupid to me that I I fail to take it seriously in any way. But there are people who really seriously feel this way. They feel like, uh, you know, pride is shoved down their throats. Something that's forced on them. And uh, I, I think we need to just, we need to center ourselves now. And yes. tell me, what's the problem? What's your problem? Can you give me a specific example of, you know, what we're complaining about? Because I don't think that's clear yet. It's the fact that pride is now talked about as the gay, as if the gay liberation is done. When it's very clear that there's so much more work that it's needing to be done. That you know, there's only so much acceptance, and there are a lot of people who accept as long as they get to stay on the other side of the room or you know whatever. But. I kind of sound like a journalist now, but how do you, uh, can you give a specific example of uh, an area where you see this on display? You know, empty gestures being handed out and nothing happening behind the scenes. Or can you specify? I mean, thing, things are still happening behind the scenes in, in certain ways, but I feel like, you know... But, like, but when, when, why do you say the things you say? If we if, if, if put this in, you know, another term that might, you know, make the average Joe, so to speak, being more able to see this. I feel like when it comes to the 1st of May, you know, the International Labor Day, 
some use that day and they're like, you know, we got all our rights, we have healthcare and things are fine and whatever and just celebrate and not talk about the things. And there are other people who are like, this is our day and we will talk about what is important and what is still needing to be done and we'll bring all these things up. And I feel like pride is leaning, or at least, I mean, not pride in itself is not one thing, you know, it's... But when you view pride through, you know, the businesses, through how the media portrays it, how it's talked about, it leans a lot to the former thing. And by all means, it should also, you know, be a celebration of all the things that have been achieved. But I feel it's talked about by, you know, the powers that be, so to speak, as if, you know, we're celebrating that all the work is done. It's kind of like, you know, if... It's the mission accomplished. If Joe Biden passes one police reform, and now we're like, we solved racism. So, where do we need to go? Like, because... I'm sure I'm not the only one who's... When I listen to you talk now, uh, I, I agree. <laughs> like, we... It's not... We, we haven't solved the problem of uh, how the LGBTQ community is being treated but it's a little hard to you know point to the specifics especially in a in a country like norway where i think most people at least if you discount at least the you know the southern parts of our the southwest part of our country i think a lot of people would say that yeah like yeah gays have it good here we we're pretty accepting the work's pretty much done there's always going to be a few assholes, but, you know, every group has assholes. That's the attitude of a lot of people, I think. And, uh, like, when I think about it myself, I fail to think of something specific where work still needs to be done. So, I feel like we should dig into that. Like, what's the specific area we need to I feel address like shit? A lot of problems comes down to that. We, we view this in a very, like black and white thing when it comes to what is tolerance and what is intolerance so it's basically like unless you're beating up gay people in the street and shouting homophobic slurs there's no discrimination okay but what needs to happen like what are the areas where where's the problem I mean the problem we can see in the fact that a lot of people don't feel comfortable coming out like mm-hmm. how many i mean we spoke about football how many gay footballers are there like statistically how many should there be and how many does exist when you know people can't walk on a football stadium where the national team is playing with a rainbow flag mm-hmm. like how fucking accepting are we yeah that's a good point yeah the reason i'm pushing you on this is because i think we need to go you know go into specifics because like I said, most people would probably agree with you. Yeah, that, yeah I know we haven't entirely fixed this problem. And uh, but like a, a lot of this, I will also kind of draw back to the point you said about you know people saying you know I don't have a pro. Well, that's actually not a joke we ended up using, but <laughs> w- w- one of the ones we were kind of trying to make uh, before we went with the the one we w- went with was kind of the like I accept you, but can you be more silent about it? Mm. And I feel like. That's also a big part of it. A lot of people are like, you know, can you, you can be gay, just you know, be less gay, be less, be, be less everything. You can be on the bus, but you're sitting in the back. Uh, it's a uh, one subject that has come up at. I mean, it's not the first time it's come up, and it's probably going to be back next year as well with Pride, which is that a lot of people want to get the kink scene out of Pride, kink as in kinky stuff, because. Go on. The LGBT community has had, you know, decent ties with the king community. Basically because if you come out as gay or as trans, you know, also coming out as being kinky, it's basically no cost at that point because you're already burned the bridges you're <laughs> going to burn. So, you know... No priests in your birthday party. The people that have come out tends to, like, you know, be very accepting of each other. And, you know... We can speak a lot about, you know, what is kink and what should be when it comes to kink and pride. But I see, you know, often when people talk about there shouldn't be kink in pride, essentially what they're saying is like, 
I don't like seeing all these gay men in leather. Hmm. And and if and if you're like, you know, you can be gay, but don't wear leather. Like, and I don't mean like, you know, a thong or something. I mean like, you know, regular outfit, but you know, kind of gayish, but you know. And and then you know they always backpedal to like, but children might be here. And if we live in a society and? where people are afraid of like seeing a gay man in leather. How tolerating society is that? But we need to, you know, stay vigilant of the gay propaganda, you know, yeah. terrorism and stuff, right? And and it's it's ironic because it's a short path from gay to terrorist. I'm just I, saying. I've seen some of the people on the tolerant side, so to say, uh, argue these things that you know we should, we should there shouldn't be kink at pride. We should you know desexualize it, and. The arguments tend to come down to it, I feel like, from them is they don't want to be judged for it. They, you know, want to be accepted and they want want it, I mean, they want don't want to scare away, you know, businesses and stuff. But one thing I always remember is that if you haven't seen, like, anti-gay propaganda from, like, 50 years ago or, you know, so, they're always portraying gay people as pedophiles and, you know, be, be afraid of gays. Because gays like sex, and they might do sex with your children. So, yeah, so, I mean, just look at the bathroom laws they tried to yeah. implement. So, I mean, they are implemented, sorry. So so when, so when you know, the, the thing is like, we need to get kink out of pride. Because they might see gay men in leather, and then there might be children there. Like, people might not be thinking about it when they say it, but there's an implication there. Yeah, I mean, you're implying that they might get affected uh, or infected by what they see, and that's a pretty that's a pretty outlandish thing to put on someone, especially when the entire purpose of you know the parades and the you know the event is acceptance and tolerance. Yeah. And I my mind goes back to think goes to thinking, ten twenty years ago, wasn't trans treated basically the same in a similar manner like would these people that don't want kink in the parades the pride parades uh 10 20 30 years ago would they say the same thing about trans people yeah i mean they themselves probably wouldn't because some of the people i've heard this from actually are trans but i'm thinking you know you you can only like listen to this talking point from Fox News, and you will realize they mean trans people as well, because to them, I mean, they would say dressing as a woman, as instead of being a woman, in that case, would be a kink to them. That's oh. how they view it. So that's one way they would view kink uh, in form of, uh, and you know, they would also you know view it in forms of like acting flamboyant or you know breathing if you're gay. But all these people who. Res- who are resisting, including who don't want to include, you know, kink in uh, Pride. Uh, what kind of backlash has that has there been? Like, uh, are there any, you know, opposing voices to that? People standing up for kink. I mean, yes. Luckily, I mean, I think it's somewhat hard to talk about because you know, me sitting here, being you know a kinky heterosexual guy, it's. Not as easy to you know talk about this because I don't have the same authority talking about pride, and it's very easily to you know take my opinions as someone who you know want to push the kink side of it as opposed to you know the gay liberation part or uh, the trans liberation, which are certainly needing more forms of liberation. Por qué no los dos? <sighs> yes, but why not both? Yeah. And there are people pushing back, but I feel like a lot of people feel it's hard because people then, you know, they essentially pull the, why is it so hard for leftists to stop pushing sexual things on children to say that that's wrong? Why is that a hard thing to say? And I think that for many people, if you get slapped with that in the face, unless you have, you know, a pre-planned comeback, it's hard to, you know, speak up. That doesn't mean that some people have, and they have done so very well talking about, you know, the history of Pride and Kink and how Pride essentially is supposed to be loud. It's supposed to be 
not necessarily offensive, but it's supposed to be, you know, unapologetic. Yeah, it's supposed to, you know, stir shit, stir shit up. And uh, that's the, I mean, that's the point of, you know, progress through protesting. And I, I especially love the couple of comments basically saying that, like, if your children point at, you know, some gay people in leather or whatever, and they ask, you know, what it is, or they are confused, it's, you know, you know saying, you know, oh, it's, you know, peep, grown up playing dress up. It's grown up, you know, putting on the same thing that, you know, the same children would love to see in a superhero movie. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of offensive to think that, you know, kids are going to watch that and, you know, assume it's sexual instead of like, oh, people are having fun. That looks awesome. And when you hear the right talking, the same talking point about this, I think that's why they do the backlash, because they're fucking afraid that some kids are going to see that and think it's awesome. Yeah. Whew. That was a monologue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of stumped. Um, turning it back. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> it's hard to respond because I agree. <laughs> I, I think That's there's another argument that comes from this the, the same side, you know, if they don't push the why it's so hard to not push sex on children rhetoric, they will, you know, use the more, uh, what should we call it, like, politically, not politically correct, but like, uh, the, you know, they, they will like, oh, but if it's, you know, if it's too, too visual or too much, then maybe politicians won't show up, maybe, you know, mm. big people won't show up, and that's an important part of, you know, legitimizing this. Yeah, we need to do it in gradual steps. So uh, we at the front of the queue, we'll be fine. We'll be accepted in like no time. Uh, you guys at the back, you guys with the leather and stuff, uh, you'll have to wait. Acceptance is coming. Just gotta wait. Enjoy our parade. And uh, it's also fun, especially hearing this, from, you know, from Americans, because all these people, you know, they they jerk themselves off when it comes to freedom, and then suddenly like. Guy wearing a leather is suddenly too offensive to be seen. <laughs> that guy's too free. <laughs> well, that is the American mantra. Hey, is that a South American democracy? Seems <laughs> seems like they they stole some of our freedom. We're It'd taking it back. Be a shame if something were to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Would be a shame if someone set fire to that democracy and installed a dictator and you know plunged your entire continent into decades of violence and shit and then support organization making gay being gay illegal mm. because um, <sighs> and I mean politically we could you know branch off this if you don't have anything to say like gay convention therapy is still legal in Norway it is yeah I, I thought they did, what? Didn't they ban that last year or something? Nope. Uh, what? They, they finally are like drawing up the possibility of something that could be uh, suggested as a law. It's it's not, you know, it's probably as finished about this point as Star Citizen is, but... Uh, <laughs> so not at all? <laughs> it's never and, coming? But the suggestion so far is basically only banning it for children. What the fuck? Because, you know, freedom. You, if you want to choose to have gay compassion... Uh, well, the thing is, that's actually harder. My, my initial reaction is, what the fuck? We gotta stop that. But on the other hand, it's hard to weigh freedoms against each other. I mean, I would put, put arguments like this, and we could argue that, you know, the, the place I'm arguing for should change, but in Norway when we deals with area of medicine and essentially that's what gay convention therapy is mm. it's not like you know conversion therapy conversion yeah it's not going to a movie it's not you know going out drinking beers it's a medical procedure like if you want certain things you have to go up to a doctor the doctor have to prescribe it to you and if those the, the medication, like, if you don't need the medication, you ain't gonna get it because it's gonna, you know, it's if it's considered bad for you. But conversion therapy, you, you don't need a doctor's note to go through that, do you? 
exactly, but I, I would argue that conversion therapy is a medical procedure. So if you know, if we ban it for kids because but our, would the law agree with you? Be, I mean, the the law that's not been made yet essentially says that you know kids shouldn't have it. But if it says kids shouldn't have it because it can affect you badly, then why, why would grown ups have it? Yeah, like if I could go out and you know just you know buy heroin or something, then sure it should be legal. But I mean, okay, I guess there's no actual re- reason why I could get heroin through a doctor, but, you know... I guess the reason would be the same reason you'd put an age limit on, you know, pornography, for example. It's not that it's Maybe. bad for you, but we don't want you to be exposed to it as a kid. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to go into the yeah. the laws around so, pornography, so, but... So, so essentially, you know, what I'm saying is that... Reasoning. Since it's considered to be therapy... If we say that it's, you know, bad for children because it's it doesn't work essentially, then why? I mean, you could argue if it doesn't work, anybody could take it. But since it's considered a harm, like why? It it would radically be different from the other things we're allowed to do, like in medicine form. For instance, you know, I have had my medical issues that I have to deal with, and I had things that you know I would like to you know try some self-medication in things, but I can't because, and here some Americans would, you know, laugh at the state for this, but the state deems that since there's not enough evidence seeing it working against the things I want to work against, I can't get it. But that's kind of the thing. If if we have a law saying gay conversion therapy doesn't work and has negative effects, why should it then be allowed for grown-ups? Uh- yeah, you, what you are doing right now, you're kind of comparing gay conversion therapy to the kinds of treatment for your medical issues that you have been denied. And yeah, or that, I mean, or I mean, medicine in general. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think it all kind of it all kinds of kind of uh, pivots around uh, whether it's whether it, I mean whether it's legal because. Sure, it's a. Me- I would call any kind of therapy a form of medicine, because it's you know medicine for your mind, mental health. Uh, but you can, I-, I can at any time, I can go and take sessions with a therapist or a psychologist. And in the same way, these people are engaging in gay conversion therapy. And. <laughs> Quick disclaimer here. Uh, I hate gay conversion therapy. I don't want it anywhere near me or anyone else. Uh, yeah, I really don't want it to be a thing. But on the other hand, is there anything? Do we have the right to stop it from happening if the person agrees to it themselves? I mean, I think what's what's being left unsaid here is that most people who engage in gay conversion therapy. They do it, if not by for, under force. I mean, they're usually coerced into it by you know family, friends, their congregations. Uh, it's not usually something you seek out on your own. I think. I mean, I I would disagree. I'm not saying like I'm not saying you're wrong in the things you're saying, but I think there's a lot of people who, if they're somewhat religiously or, you know, they they have these feelings for men or women that they feel like they maybe shouldn't have, that doesn't fit them, they maybe feel like, you know, doing some of this might be good for them instead of, like, going through a path, learning to understand what they're experiencing. Julian from The Shield. Remember? He goes to gay conversion therapy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, his situation... (laughs) Spoilers for The Shield, I guess. Uh, But this character in The Shield, he's gay... And he's repressing it. He's Christian as all hell. And he really doesn't want to be gay anymore. So he goes to his priest and his priest, you know, puts him in gay conversion therapy. And it's all consensual. But, I mean, it's still shitty. <laughs> it's still terrible. You can see that it it doesn't work. Like, he, the character manages, again, spoilers, I guess. Uh, but the character manages to repress his urges most of the time but it's made pretty clear that it's all still there so it's ineffective uh, but yeah there it was consensual and 
I think a lot in a lot of situations, maybe I'm wrong, but my impression is that a lot of the people who engage in this are young, you no know, teens or early 20s, and uh, most of them are forced or coerced in some way by friends or family. But do you have a different impression? I mean, it's mostly... I would assume that, you know, that that fit most people, but I think there's still like a decent sized group that, you know, oh, are, yeah, are not themselves uh, self-accepting and therefore, you know, sure. just the, you know, the, the, ex- the, the existence of, because it will be marketed to, you know, these kinds of groups like... But uh, should this be illegal? Is the question. I mean, I think it comes down to like a higher philosophical question, which is how much the states interfere in terms of the things affecting your health. Like, for instance, we live in our states. You know, the government essentially says that, you know, weed, it's so bad for you that even if you were to use it responsibly and with full knowledge of what it is, we don't think that you should do that. And, I mean, by all means, I disagree. It's already out there. And if they can decide such things Like, how can you say that, you know, this isn't a bigger health risk? And I mean, sure, we could, you know, the using cannabis here is probably like a moot point because it's such a stupid thing to uh, fight over. Mm. But, you know, if if it puts like, you know, serious regulations on what you are able to do to treat yourself or what the doctor needs to be do or, you know, the the care to be around it and then says... Oh, by the way, and all these crazy people can give you conversion therapy if you feel like it. You know, it's kind of essentially not taking care of people's mental health if they're in vulnerable places. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one because, you know, because uh, I, I agree with you. I, I Like I said, gay conversion therapy or any kind of conversion therapy that's manifests like that does uh, I'm very against it I don't want it to be a thing but on the other hand I also want people to you know be able to choose freedom and freedom I mean yeah, I, I get I get your point and I, I would probably say that like if there were a lot more put on the individual when it came down to what you could choose and what you could do medically I would maybe have a different opinion here but I feel like since especially in Norway we're, we're t- talking about Norway after all since it's such clear what the role is in all these other places and you know I, I would feel that it would be weird if it was different here yeah it's a tough one yeah I don't know because my and, and there, my there, first there, impulse there, is there, to say a, yes there, ban that shit there, there's an argument to be said that you know for most people most people that would seek out gay conversion therapy would not be, you know, curious, rational individuals truly knowing themselves and their sexuality being in a mentally healthy place. Yeah, they're likely under a lot of mental pressure from a lot of different sides and, you know, yeah. And that begs the question, are these people, uh, are they, uh, uh, what's the word in English? Um... Uh, are, are they capable of making their own health decisions when it comes to this part of their health? And yeah, I mean, I want to say no because I think it's pretty clear this kind of therapy is wrong and bad for you. Yeah. I feel uh, like, you know, if if we should, you know, look at it, you know, a bit more smartly, I would probably say like, you know, this is the kind of thing that like we should ban it for say 50 years and then probably... Like, if we do well in 50 years' time, we shouldn't need to have it banned after that because, you know, hopefully, you know, we will be at one and gay, everyone. Hmm. So, you know, things will be solved. So, no gay conversion therapy. That's a, that's a step we can take. Yeah. Let's ban that shit. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm cool with that. Let's go with it. Um, 
yeah, uh, you asked me uh, if I if I had anything regarding the subject, and uh, I've been letting you kind of take the reins for a lot of this because yeah. you've kind of been the one who's been pushing the most I've been for this. And saying things after you said like we plan for this shit, and I'm been like I need to improvise. What do I need to say in like next two minutes? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, dear listeners, when I say we plan for this, I say we. I, I mean, we talk about it and then quickly get distracted as you can hear we are very responsible podcasters yeah uh, my point was we've you know we've planned to do the recording and then realized that ah fuck i i don't really feel comfortable going into this you know so randomly uh, i need more time to you know think about what we want to talk about and that was the point i was going to the thing i was going to say now because like i said earlier uh it can be a little hard to, you know, sw- quickly point out the problematic areas of our society today when it comes to pride and LGBTQ. And uh, yeah, your point here about gay conversion therapy, we got kind of lost in it for a few minutes there, but you made a lot of great points. And I'm a great I, man. And I didn't know that shit was around. I thought we banned it last year. Uh, and that's the kind of thing I think... I want to focus on like what are the things we should be reacting to today that we aren't reacting to uh, and you know I don't have that many examples for myself uh, I got got a bunch of gay friends but I can't remember a lot of them talk I, they haven't really told me about many negative experiences so one question I have is how how often do gay people uh, how often are they, you know, harassed or uh, bothered or, you know, how often does negative shit happen to them? And like I said, I haven't heard heard about much, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. Uh, that doesn't mean it. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't mean it's not happening. Uh, and, you know, my girlfriend's uh, uh, gym instructor, he got assaulted on the street just for being gay yeah it was yeah, hol- it happens hol- yeah I think it was just holding his boyfriend's hand walking down the street and he got the shit beaten out of him cause he's gay and I mean we need to be careful when we walk down the street and hold hands yeah I mean uh, it would be a fun experiment we, we should walk down Grenland holding hands um, and yeah like when I heard about that I was like really? <laughs> are you sure? I had to. I had to have it confirmed. Like, yeah. Are you sure and that I, is it? I feel like that's one of the problems that you know. I, I try to address that. Like, that's the, kind of the climate we had gotten. That if somebody comes and says, you know, People this thing happened to me, and here is like photographic evidence. You're like, what? Yeah. Did that happen? People still do that. That's that doesn't seem like it exists. Let me just grab my old telegram operator here. Yeah, it feels like a thing of the past. Yeah, and it's not it wouldn't surprise me and i'm not sure if it you know it would probably be in that you know five years maybe ten years but we will get you know some sign of like gay me too moments how do you mean like you know just everybody you know having their you know dicks out well i was yeah that that as well but i've gone 40 minutes now without making a single dick joke i had to sorry i bet it was Really hard. <laughs> no, but I, I, when I mean like me too, that in terms of like you know everybody just starting talking about the the shit they have to deal with, the, all the things that they're repressing, oh, okay. like or like yeah, I got beaten once on a bus and I didn't tell anybody because you know, and then you know, just having this flush of like all these things that aren't talked about in the same way that you know sexual harassment weren't really you know big deal. Yeah, I think that would be a. I think that's that would be a really good thing for us. Yeah. To, I mean, I know Me Too was controversial because it had to be controversial. And some because, people said stupid shit. Yeah, like when you shake the hornet's nest, shit's gonna happen. Yeah. And when a lot of people talk, you know, sometimes not all of it is well, but a lot of it was really important shit. Yeah, and uh, you know, we've grabbed up some examples here, you know, my girlfriend's gym instructor just a random nice dude according to my girlfriend he's a great guy didn't matter he was gay so we got the shit beaten out of him and uh, you know I, I'm a teacher 
So, and I'm I'm a teacher in a part of the city where we have a lot of people, you know, from various different countries. Different and, cultures, like some people would say. Hmm? Different cultures, like some people would say. Yeah, because some of them come from, you know, places where being gay is a much... It's viewed upon... It's looked upon much more harshly than it's here, it is here in Norway. Uh, there's a pretty stark difference from, you know, being called called a fag on the street here in Norway, that's still bad, uh, and being stoned to fucking death uh, in wherever. So, uh, yeah, the the gay thing, it's... I I mean, I remember when we were in school, uh, calling each other gay was... It was something people did as an insult. Yeah, and I assume they still do. Uh, Yeah, because that's the thing. It's been, you know, 20 years since we went to school. You know, there's the... I feel like there's essentially two ways. The, you know, the way wellness, you know, calling somebody gay or like, you know, impugning masculinity in a way. Or there's, you know, the like telling somebody to go choke on a dick. Mm. That's, you know, it's not necessarily gay, but if you only say it to other boys, then... Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, we've engaged in a ton of that. I mean, yeah, choke on a dick. I've, I've told people to do that. I say that and, with love. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, we made, we made a lot of gay jokes, probably more than the average person. Uh... I don't think I've ever made a gay joke, you know, intending to be derogatory against gays, but, you know, gay is used in a, should I call it a humorous way? Yeah. And, you know, in a playful insult kind of way. Yeah, and, you know, from a heterosexual perspective, you know, Doing it in a, as you said, like oh, you mean the right perspective, a, 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 <laughs> a playful, a playfully joking way is a fine way of doing it. But you know, what does it do to a person if it grows up and you know their experience of their sexuality basically is communicated as a joke to everybody else? Yeah, I mean, it's gotta impact you. Yeah, because I mean, I'm straight, so I can't really get into the mindset of a gay person. Uh, Maybe if I listen to Elton John, or oh wait, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you you know you remember Opie, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, f- I mean, I can channel. <laughs> I, I was about to say something when you said you were heterosexual, but I'd I decided take a bullet not in to... the chamber for that man. <laughs> oh come on, or oh, or Henry Cavill in. Mm. Have you seen that Mission Impossible movie with him? I mean, I think I've the man seen, is delicious. Seen it almost as much as I hear you like. Oh. I'm trying to say this in ways that might not be offensive to potential oh, case Ma- listeners. Oh, Matthew, offend me all you like. That bathroom scene when he mm. pulls up his sleeves. Oh, Idris Elba. Oh, Idris Elba. Oh, don't get I mean, me started. What did you say your sexuality was again? Oh, whatever that man tells me to. Liam Neeson. You know who he plays in Marvel? He plays Heimdall. He sees all. He could see all. And he has a thing that makes rainbows. I'm just saying. Oh shit! Yeah, the bridge thing. <laughs> oh, and you mentioned Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Don't get me started. The man is candy. What are we talking about again? <laughs> ah, again. Uh, yeah, I was talking about how I couldn't really get into the mindset of a gay man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Let's uh, pause for edit there. <laughs> so, as a as a curious man, I I honestly can't remember what I was saying. Uh, I think I was talking about, you know, yeah, we were on the, uh, we were talking about, you know, how the gay thing is treated like a joke in some some yeah. ways. And that's still a thing. I mean, I'm more uh, conscious of how I make jokes and if they offend certain groups than I, than I was when I was younger. I'm still a fucking moron. <laughs> but uh, I think... Yeah, I'm more conscious, and I think most people in general are more conscious. Uh, but it's still a thing, and I gotta admit, I'm I'm conscious of what I say, but I probably still make gay jokes. I mean, <laughs> who am I kidding? I come visit you weekly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically just a gay joke bonanza. But that's yeah. all we do off air. But I think that's the case for a lot of people. They make these jokes, and there's no ill intent behind it. But how is that? How how does how is that experienced by people who are actually gay, or you know LGBTQ? I'm I'm just gonna okay yeah. I wouldn't know. 
And uh, that's, I think that's more important than we maybe think. Yeah, and it's the fact that I think a lot of people do their lashback thing. They were like, you know, why you gotta step on my jokes? We're just having fun. Yeah, and and and, I'm, and I get it because like to, to all you guys, it's it's fun, but that's your experience. Yeah, and we gotta be careful in how we deal with you know those incidents, those situations, because uh, it's kind of like you know. Um, you and me, we can, we can tell each other some pretty racist jokes and have some fun with it. Sure. But if we have other people around, and especially you know people of other races, that doesn't mean they will be having fun. Yeah, and uh, I think that's uh, fuck. I forgot my point. Um... Ball. He said balls. Balls, balls, balls. Ah, uh, damn you, Matthew, for interrupting. Uh. I think the issue is, you know... All I can think about is balls now. Yeah. From, from a heterosexual man. <laughs> as, a, as a man. Uh, but yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, now I remember. In those situations where you have people making jokes with no ill intent, uh, but where they, you know, from a gay person's perspective, what they're saying could be interpreted negatively uh, you need to be careful in how you deal with those situations because yeah. if you just go in there guns blazing and tell someone hey you fucked up you're being very very rude i'm triggered if you go in like that you're probably not going to be met by a lot of acceptance yeah it, it's but be- at it's the better same to, time you know, trying explaining it through empathy yeah because at the same time you yeah you'd I mean, you're allowed to tell people when you feel offended. And you shouldn't stay quiet just because, ah, it's locker room talk. It's just boys being boys. Uh, and you know, that, that's not an excuse. People don't and, speak uh, up, then things won't change. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think uh, most people, and I think this goes for really almost everyone, at least here in Norway. That let's say you're on the streets and you hear someone call, yeah, shout something rude to a gay person, like someone screaming faggot or something, some other other derogatory term. I think 99.5% of the people in the surrounding area will be, you know, horrified or angry or you know feel bad for the person who got that shit slung after him. Uh, but. What about those smaller situations? I think those are more critical than the big ones. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, a gay person being assaulted in the streets, uh, that's something very few people will support or condone. A lot of people are very ready to, you know, jump on that when it happens and come to the person's defense. If not physically, then and there, then legally. Like, that's not something that just gets brushed aside but yeah those gay jokes how do you deal with those without being pushed away and I, uh, a ton of other situations like um oh uh ah example from my school days uh, i remember when we started you know vidrigona the norwegian equivalent of high school yeah 11th Hired. grade i guess uh, i remember in in my class there were two girls who were lesbians and uh, apparently the other girls in our class... Yeah, I remember this. Uh, yeah, apparently the other girls in our class, they didn't notice that they were lesbians until, you know, a few weeks into the school year. And I, re- I remember distinctly how we were in class, just sitting in the classroom, uh, and our teacher hadn't arrived yet or was out or something. And suddenly it just became a big discussion in the class where maybe not, a, you know, not an argument or something, but... A lot of the girls, they kind of ganged together and said, Hey, you should have told us that you were that you were lesbians. We have a right to know before we take showers with you. And that was a big whoa moment. Hashtag bathrooms loss. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a shocking moment. And thankfully, uh, me and the other guys in the class, we were like four guys. Uh, we stood up and, you know, in no uncertain terms, told them they were fucked in the head for saying that. Because and these were like it's really not you know, your business. I I grew up with some of these people. Like you know, this is not your average you know hillbilly homophobe. You know, this is like we would you know imagine 
I don't want to, you know, use the term civilized people, but, you know, regular, you know, informed, yeah, I, quote I, unquote, liberal, progressive. Yeah, I mean, I assume they were tolerant. I, I did not expect that shit from these people. These were sweet, nice people. Yeah. Most of them, at least. It's, you know, it's okay if you're gay, but, you know, don't come into my space. Yeah, like, but, I mean, we, we the guys, we, we tore them a new one. We were really angry because, <laughs> really, <laughs> really, girls, you think. Just because they take showers with you, they're gonna, what, stare at you, molest you? What the fuck are you expecting? And that was a real shock to my system because I really didn't, I really didn't think that would be something that happened. happened. Like, sure, this was 2006, but, I mean, it was still 2006. We were past this, you know, being gay was pretty okay <laughs> at that time. And, yeah, it was shocking. And that's the kind of situation that I think we need to, you know, go go after when it comes yeah. to pride and uh, all the problems you brought up around it. Because it's the little things that they they stay hidden. Uh, if someone gets assaulted in the street, that's noticed. We take note of it. We don't necessarily do something about it, but we do take note of it, and it's dealt with in some in some way. But all these other small situations, if they if they are just allowed to remain and aren't dealt with then i think the problems we're discussing are just going to keep happening we need to get the little things the things people don't think about and uh, yeah that's my point we've, we've been going on for some while but i want to push it a bit further with at least you know one more part here because we talked about the l we talked about the g we talked about the b but we haven't talked that much about the T, the trans people, because I want to put down a suggestion here, which is like a lot of people, if you talk to them about, you know, pride, they would say, you know, oh, you know, gay people, they're all right. I'm fine with this. How many of those people are OK with trans people? Uh, do we have to do this? Do we have to go into this? Can't the T's just stay where they are? Acceptance is coming, people. Any day now. Any day now. Any day now. Uh, yeah, trans, because, uh, like we've been saying, uh, being gay, gay, lesbian, bi, being gay, uh, it's becoming a lot more accepted. And, yeah, we're, we're on the right path. I think we're, we're pretty secure that we're on the right path when it comes to being gay. We just need a lot more of the old people to die out and shit will get right. Uh, but the trans people, the T's... Oof, that's a scarier subject. Do I want men feeling like women walking into my bathrooms? Or women feeling like men running alongside me <laughs> during sports? <laughs> like I've been running ever. Uh, but yeah, trans people. Anything in, in particular you wanted to tackle? It's a big issue. Cause I mean, it's, it's mostly in terms of... The average, because like, you know, if you talk to your parents, I'm assuming they both are, you know, tolerant of gay people. Like, I, I, I know that your parents, there's probably things we could critique them on. But they don't care if you're gay. They're, they're doing, you know, fine. But if, you know, you put forward the trans question, are, are, are they going to be, you know, just as okay with that? Well, first of all, it's the boomer generation, so you should assume the worst. Uh, honestly, well, I guess my answer is probably better than I, better than I expected because, uh, my parents are pretty ordinary people. I mean, my dad's a little crazy, <laughs> but... In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Um, he's like, you know, a lovely Grandpa Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> Grandpa Rambo. <laughs> he has a bow and arrow. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty ordinary people and pretty accepting of most things. I honestly don't know how they feel about the trans question. I think trans, the trans issue is too foreign for them to really deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I think they don't hear LGBTQ. They hear LGB... Maybe the B, at least when it comes to your mother. Uh, yeah, don't, don't get me started. Yeah. Uh, apparently, bisexuality is just something you do for the gimmick. It's a phase. <laughs> yeah, it's a phase. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think... I need to go ask them. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for that, but uh, yeah. Because, you know, I, I have, you know, somewhat the same feeling that, you know, if you go out and ask people about pride, you know, you get a lot of people talking about, oh, it's about, you know, the gay people, gay liberation, you know, gay rights. But they will probably only use the word gay. And, I mean, sure, if we had to go down and, you know, seen the parade, surely, you know, more people there would be gay than they would be transgender, but... I think people also kind of lump trans just into the gay pile. Like, ah, trans is just one of the ways you can be gay. It's just an, it's just a different shade, 50 shades of gay. And trans is like, yeah, I mean, the outer, I, I think it's, outer edges. I think it. it's more that, you know, people don't know or think about it in that way because it's, you know, it's it's not something that comes up and it's not something that, you know, it's is the in front of the parade, so to speak. I, mean, I think to a lot of people, transsexual transsexuality and transvesticism is basically the same thing. And as far as I understand, they're very different things. Because yeah. you can be a transvestite and enjoy cross-dressing without being trans, and you can be trans without being a cross-dresser, uh, a, a transvestite. And I mean, I I would even argue that you know those things are you know fairly different because you know one of them yeah, is more what, that's a performance they're different things but i think most people I'm when you say trans they I'm, imagine a man in a dress or a woman with short hair and you know painted on mustache or something i think it's i think it's viewed kind of like a caricature yeah yeah like being gay yeah sure gay i, I know gay people i have i know a few handsome handsome men in my days and uh, lesbians yeah that's a that's a category on the internet i know i can enjoy some lesbianism there and you know it's in your internet history and by sure sure yeah uh, I, i've dabbled <laughs> trans people tra transform what yeah i think at that point people go oh this is something because I don't here really we get. see things like by all means this is Norway so we don't have bathroom laws yet at least mm. uh, we we saw that you know the our Christian Democratic Party basically decided this year uh, that you know the trans politics are going to be one of their cases Ugh, fuckers. Uh, you can change your gender in Norway but there's only two gender in the law. Mm. Uh, so you better... You can be whatever you want out of these two options. Yeah. You can choose whatever you like, as long as it's A or B. So, uh, this is in many ways the battleground we're standing on, and you would kind of then accept uh, or ex expect it to be a louder part of the discussion coming to Pride. Yeah. But, but, but uh... that's the problem, you know, it goes back to what I opened with, that... Pride is more, um, at, at least, you know, in the public sphere, in some parts, at least there, a more milquetoast celebration of a struggle that's over instead of talking about the struggle we're in. Yeah, it kind of feels like we've set a goal and we've come, let's say, 80, 90% of the way and we're stopping to celebrate there. I mean, I'm not sure about those percentages, but uh, you know, the point still stands. It feels like celebrating too early, pulling a bush, mission accomplished. And uh, yeah, we really should, we should have brought brought an LGBTQ person on onto this episode with us. Yeah, you, you know, should have brought some, all your gay friends. Some personal insights. <laughs> I mean, I have plenty of plenty of gay friends. <laughs> I have some of my best friends are gay. <laughs> Is that what people say? I assume so. When they're feigning tolerance. Okay, so uh, yeah, it kind of feels like we we're celebrating too early, like we've finished something that isn't really finished. Yeah. And that leaves us that leaves us a month that I mean, I think we both enjoy Pride Month. I mean, it's a yeah. really nice, like, good time. And, 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 you know, it's I don't a, want to be misunderstood, you know. Celebration is fine. Celebration is good. But I feel like this is kind of like, you know, us doing gay jokes and some person with their sexuality undisclosed feeling bad about it. Like, if everybody celebrates and the feeling becomes that 
there's nothing more we need to do. Everything is done. Then that's how everybody feels. And nobody pays attention to the ones that are suffering in silence because the agreed view is that, that everything is done. So they don't want to speak up and seem ungrateful or that, you know, we're missing the point. Yeah. And so it's... we should probably end this with, you know, and um, we should implore our listeners to, what do we want people to do? I want people to, wherever you are in the world, uh, take a look at how you and your countrymen are s dealing with pride, LGBTQ, uh, what Pride Month has been for you. And I want you to think about what are the things, what are the problems we don't talk about when it comes to LGBTQ and pride. Uh, I think we need to start noticing and talking about those hidden problems more. That's what I want out of this episode, I think. Those hidden problems. We need to pull them out and talk about them. Because when you talk about something, you tend to, you know, disarm it. At least to a certain extent. And when something's being talked about openly, more people have to, you know, uh, take a stand and, uh, yeah, deal with what's being talked about. So... Any last words? words be happy, wisdom? be gay. Be happy, be gay. Do what you want. As long as you like it. And other people do. That's an hour. I think we've covered most of our thoughts. we solved all world problems. Yes, of course. We've solved all the problems for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, stay tuned. And we're going to try to put out more episodes more quickly. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. And uh, please subscribe to our podcast we're yes. trying to improve leave, so. leave us a review and give us some feedback that is not don't take so long between episodes because we know <laughs> that's a problem we know, we know it's a problem we know and we're sorry blame Andy blame Andy blame, blame so Andy. yeah thank you that was all <laughs> okay. everything goodbye see you guys <laughs>